It's on. It's on like, I can't say it, but uh, for you people in my podcast audience, I am pointing to Donkey Kong. You may have heard me say in other videos, maybe even just last week, that I have made much less in sync licensing than I have so far in microsync or stock licensing. But the tide may be a turning, folks. In the past year, especially in 2023, I have started to receive, get this, sync payments from some libraries. Yes, that sync income that I'm getting from people. I just want to be clear about this. That sync income that I'm getting from my libraries, plus income from my PROs for performance royalties, have started to level the scales a little more. So it's getting, it's starting to be a thing. It's starting to be a battle royale for what's coming in from sync and from stock. Which one will win? Well, today we will take a look at some of the general numbers that I am seeing from stock and microsync, which are pretty consistent from last year so far, and then comparing those to what I'm seeing in sync licensing this year. So comparing stock and microsync stuff to what's coming in now with sync. And let me tell you, it's not that close yet, but it is definitely getting closer and it is definitely a race to now see, not if, but when sync will take over. Welcome to episode 84 of the Make Music Income podcast, where we talk about all kinds of ways to make music income, including sync licensing for TV, films, gamings, and ads, micro sync licensing, and stock music licensing for YouTube, business music, and other uses, music publishing and royalties, music production for clients and artists, being a music artist and making music incomes from Spotify. Just released today an artist's new album, a full album for an artist, press release, everything. We got a video coming out Monday. But maybe you're a music artist or you want to be a music artist and we talk about that kind of stuff here too. Um, building your own music online channels like I have, talking about your music or doing stuff on TikTok or Instagram. We talk about all that kind of stuff here. So who am I is a good question. Well, my name is Eric Copeland and I am, I'm a composer. I'm a songwriter. I am just a guy making money from music uh, in a lot of ways. I'm also uh, an artist. I have my own music brands, a songwriter since I was 13. A background singer. Yes, I have done background singing a lot. A music consultant for people. Like I just told you, I'm helping a guy release his album today. A music teacher, which I do here with you and with my latest course. And we'll get to that in just a second. But the new stock market course has come out since the last time we have talked on this podcast. So pretty crazy. Thanks so much, Ronan. Ronan says, Woohoo! Congrats, Coach. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's gonna be a fun day, um, and we're gonna we're gonna have some fun talking about a lot of things as usual here on the podcast. But yeah, we are on episode eighty four, and um, you know I have literally seen income from lots of sources, and I keep seeing that. I just found new income this week. I just got a sync payment this week. So many different things coming in that. I never thought I would have, but I see now weekly income from so many sources, dozens of sources now. Folks, I preach it all the time on this channel. If you are going to want to make music income throughout your life, it's going to come from many places, not one place, not from sync licensing. Unless you are, if you've got 2000 songs on you that are ready for television and film, well then maybe we can talk about that being the only thing that you work on. But I doubt any of you do, other than 
maybe no one watching this. Hey, uh, Marty, good to see you. Dice is in the house today. Boy, a lot of people in the house today. Bradford, greetings from Cabo San Lucas. Ooh, fancy. Let's see who else is in the house. Daniel is in the house. Hey, Daniel. Iso is in the house, and I saw somebody else. And Wolfgang was the very first one to say something today. So glad to have all of you in here right now. And we're going to really get into today how, how sync income is increasing. You've watched on this channel throughout most of my income journey, both sync and micro sync and stock and all the different things I'm doing, sheet music. But lately I have even said uh, quite on purpose that stock music was making me way more than sync. Well, that might be changing. It still is, but I want to talk about it today and kind of compare the two and let you see where things are with this. Uh, this channel is a total experiment as far as I'm concerned. I just got started this channel just to talk about all the things that I'm doing. And as new things came along, I would tell you about them. And uh, this channel started right after I had started both Sync and uh, microsync or stock music and, and, and along with all my production income stuff and and uh, my own music artist type stuff so so many and then all my teaching things too teaching at school teaching online really enjoying teaching online wolfgang says he has over 250 tracks now online for sync yes and i would imagine wolfgang you are starting to see some income now and that is what it's going to take we all need that much but if we want to live a 100% waking up every day, and I've done this pretty much every day, every day this week except today. I have got up and I immediately just pull this keyboard over here in front of the computer and I get busy making music. Very, very first thing. That could be your entire life, but you've got to have not hundreds. I think you've got to have thousands of tracks if you're wanting to make it in sync licensing or really any licensing. It doesn't hurt to have quantity also on your microsites and your and your stock music sites that helps there as well so you just have to keep uploading you keep needing more and more to put online so along the way today we're going to talk about this but i will also be answering questions coming in live and if you have questions then join us every friday or monday depending on whatever day i'm able to do this on the make music income channel YouTube, and also you can listen to this on our podcast. And, and for you podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in on your drive today or however you listen to podcast or why ever you listen to podcast. So today's podcast is sponsored by the new Stock Market Course. Yes, that's right, folks. The Make Music Income Stock Market eBook has now been turned into a course and some of you know this it's this brand new since the last time we were together i launched a course folks i'm serious it happened i launched a course called the stock market why where and how to submit your music to non-exclusive royalty-free music licensing and this isn't just a copy of the ebook that i had out you're probably thinking eric wasn't this a famous ebook yes it was but it inspired me to do a full course on it because I had more to say about each of the libraries that I was talking about. It features personal training by me. You're going to see me in a little box, just like this you're seeing now, in a little box down here while you've got um, a PowerPoint going and I am teaching from that PowerPoint, just like I teach my young students and the young minds of tomorrow uh, every night at a local recording school. But teaching you about all of these libraries. I go in depth about each library. Each library we have a separate module on. Uh, yeah, this is training from me on how to work with stock and microsync libraries that have helped me earn over $10,000 in the past three years. Now, hey, it's not 5,000 a month, it's not 3,000 a month, but it is sometimes 300 to 500 a month. And I don't know about you, but I will take that. This course covers everything you know, from what stock libraries are, how they work, direct links that go right to them, and then how you can become an author yourself on each of these libraries, start uploading your songs, and start making music income. Then I go into detail in the third section on every single library. Every single library is its own module. 
And in that, I talk about all the idiosyncrasies of each one of those and then go behind the scenes and show you what it's like to be an author inside of that library. And uh, hey, where else are you gonna find that? I don't, I don't know if this exists anywhere. And right now, you can get the course as it develops for its lowest price that there is, that there will ever be on this, on this course. Uh, there, there won't be a cheaper version, the early bird price. And you can find out, like I said, about every library and every site. Also, important to know, this just in, you can get a free preview in the curriculum. So if you go down here and you scroll all the way down, you can see a free preview of the introduction to this course. Totally free, just click on it. And also I'm going to put, you can see the libraries that I already have ready. I'm getting ready to release these two today. And once I do, I'm going to take this price, this super cheap price of the early bird presale will likely go up to about $65 because then I'll have a lot of good content in here. But all of these libraries I go through. And then I talk about Content ID, which is basically the PRO of stock music licensing. And then the close of the stock market, we, we kind of talk about what to do now, action steps on what to do now that you have this book. And then some bonus material that are re-edits from videos that I've put out that you may have missed. So tons of stuff in this. If you want to start this, I would really suggest that you go take a look at this totally for free. You can try it right out here at makemusicincome.com slash free. It's now one of the things that is free. Or you can just go straight to makemusicincome.com slash market and see the course. But you'll be able to find it pretty easily if you just go to makemusicincome.com and take a look. It's free. It's free to look at, free to go to the introduction. You know I give you free stuff. All right, let's get to my week this week. Well, like I said, I have been up every day like Christmas morning. It's been like Christmas morning every day. Um, it's still Christmas here. For two different libraries, I am writing Christmas music. And one is for a brief that I just got a week or two ago. And so I'm working on several for that. And then uh, one is a full album that I am writing. So I am writing my full head off right now, orchestrating like a madman. Am I mad? Oh, by the way, I want to introduce something to you. Camera two, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's right. Quite. Uh, yes, uh, something that is, uh, you know, a new thing here. So I do have camera two that I can go to now. And by the way, do you like, would you like to ever see me um, here in the studio working on any of my compositions and, and working on tracks. It's not something that I have done that much. I know a lot of other guys, composers do this. And so if you're interested in that, let me know. Uh, it's not usual for me to want to share my time composing because I don't want to be distracted. I'm, I might have to record it. I mean, it seems super boring to me. But if you would like that, let me know in the chat here or in the comments below if you're watching later. But I'd like to know if you'd like to see live or recorded videos of me in process working on tracks and how I develop things. Uh, Wolfgang has a question saying, how many tracks do you have out there for sync licensing? Right now, it's, it's just about where you are, probably somewhere around 175 to 200. And that's, that's I feel almost ashamed to say that because I, I'm working a lot on it. A lot of albums that um, I have submitted to libraries have not quite been accepted, or let's let's say they have been accepted, but they haven't been imported into the library. And if you're with libraries, you know what I'm talking about because they will say yes to a album, but they won't always ingest it into the library quickly because they've got a lot of things to do, and it's probably a small group of people. But yeah, I'm I'm at about. 175 to 200 and I've just got to take that up. That's 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 got to be up. And I, I think by the end of this year I should be where you are 250 to 300 somewhere something like that. Uh, also in my week, uh, it started on Sunday when I decided to release this course and boy it has been very exciting since I started to release the course the stock market and I am just very excited still. And, and getting lots of sales and lots of people 
that are uh, students coming in, watching the introduction and, and, and seeing the free part. And so it's super fun. And I'm super grateful to everyone who has jumped in and taken a look at the introduction and or bought the early bird price. Really, really uh, thankful. Dice says, that would be cool to watch. Um, he's talking about me working on things. Okay, if you say so. Uh, doesn't seem that interesting to me. But anyway, uh, dozens of students now enjoying the material of the stock music course. So super happy about that. That's been so much fun to, to be part of. Folks, I think this might be part of my future. This is my first course, and I've got a bigger course planned that's more encompassing of this channel of all the income streams. And I'll be testing that out next, but I needed a test of making a course. And so I decided to take the popular uh, stock music ebook and turn it into a course. And that's what I did. I also released a video this week called A Case for Stock and Microsync, which is very cagey of me since I was releasing a... More on that in a minute. We're going to talk about that. But first, I think you know what time it is. It's time, my friends, for the news. That's right. Friday, September 22nd. And as I predicted, uh, I hate to say I told you so, but as I predicted quite a while ago, I predicted that the Native Instruments S88 was about to be, all the S series of Native Instruments was about to be redone. Yes, a different view from camera two. So uh, people are very excited about it. Um, I think some are. Oh, I guess not. Uh, but anyway, we'll go back to camera one because I want to move to this news here that I have for you. The Native Instruments S88 Mark III has actually come out. The All the S series have come out. And I actually did a video about this on my other channel. I, I have another channel you may not know about called Creative Keyboards where I talk about keyboards from time to time. And this video talks about the S88 Mark III, which I'm thinking and possibly thinking might be my dream keyboard. Um, I have a video about it you can see here. It's in the description below. But this is what I've been waiting for. And, and in fact, I have already pre-ordered it. There's nothing new for me like working in complete. I love working in complete. Let me stop Eric from talking there. Um, I've done videos about other keyboards that I felt were too thunky and I've been looking for the perfect 88 note keyboard and this just might be it. Uh, here's a better picture of it right here and uh, you can go to Native Instruments. I've got the Sweetwater link down below if you want to look at that in the description. And also, I've got um, other things in the description, uh, including this video where you can hear more about it. But I predicted this two podcasts ago. I said, I think they've, they've lowered all their prices. And I was right. When does it arrive? Um, it arrives, the keyboard, he's, he's talking about the S88. It's, it's not even going to ship till October. I'm going to be doing a full unboxing of it and testing out of it. Uh, hopefully, it will. It might even replace this 61 key version here, and I might just use one 88 note version. I don't know if I can do that. I've never done that before, but I might be doing that. So excited about that for sure, and can't wait for for that to come on. Okay, so let's see what is next here on the big show today. Um, as you know, you can go to makemusicincome.com slash free and get yourself the free introduction to the course. Just want to remind anyone who's just joining that that is available, but you just scroll down and you can see the free introduction. Uh, the free preview is right here. You just click on that. Also, I'm going to pick a library at random and make a free preview of one of those as well because I think you should be able to see inside the course. I think that's very important. All right, let's get back to the script here so I don't get too far off course. Now, news number two. It's time to get to news number two. And, oh boy, forgot about that. Ba -ba 
And now, News 2. Let's go over to Eric. Yes, News 2 is here, and actually, that's not very comfortable. Let's go back to Eric. All right. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, the next thing that I want to talk about is uh, a, an email I got this week from AudioSparks. And some of you, if you are with AudioSparks, you may have also seen this email. And then they said, AudioSparks amplifies AI with music, with its stability AI partnership and its revolutionary revenue sharing promise to artists. A revenue sharing promise to artists. Let me repeat that. A revenue sharing promise. Okay, that's always good. Leading the charge into a harmonious. I think I think AI wrote this script. I think an AI wrote this particular email too. Leading the change into a harmonious fusion of artistry and technology, AudioSparks proudly announces its monumental collaboration with Stability AI to unveil unveil stable audio, transforming the landscape and soundscape of AI-powered music creation. This just sounds like an AI wrote it, like they typed this in the chat GPT. That would be funny if they did that. So bottom line, what they're going to be doing is putting out their own thing called stable audio, and they're going to be doing it. Here's a copy of the site. Create music with AI. Great. Uh, AI musicians for musicians by musicians. So you can create custom length music just by describing it and then generate and download in 44.1 stereo. Use the music you create in your commercial project. So here we go, folks. This is the AI thing that we were always uh, hearing about. Jesse's been talking about this on, on his channel. Stable Audio is just one of these places. Now, while we might think, oh no, AI, it's, it's finally come for us all. I did listen to a podcast this week and heard these two guys talking about another place called Kits AI. And this is an AI voice generator toolkit. Now this is basically and mainly, at least right now, for just voices, not for trying to make music, but for trying to basically simulate a voice that, that they, um, they have in their library. So you can use a voice. This, we've seen different people use software like this where they type in words or they sing in words and then another voice comes out. And there are some interesting things about this as far as I'm concerned. And one of them is one of the use cases they talked about was not just you know, the, the, the Drake and the weekend thing where the guy took Drake's voice and the weekend's voice and he, he just used it on his own song and then eventually got a takedown and all that kind of stuff. But this is more where someone uses, uh, use, there are use cases that are actually helpful. For instance, there was a guy who had a song from the 70s. It was not his song. He, he owned the song. He was the owner of the recording, but he also was the person who owned the recording and owned the rights to the person who had sung it, who had passed away. But yet a 70s, uh, it, was a, it was a song from the 70s, and some movie wanted that song, but they wanted them to change some of the words. And the only way they'd be able to do that is to use a site like this and then regenerate a few words that would help the company that wanted this music and then a sale could be made on that song. So that was one use case. Another use case would be like me taking all the recordings that I have of my dad, just his audio only, and making re-recordings with my father's music, with new songs, which is kind of dumb because I already have about 10 or more that I could finish now that I never finished. But uh, those are use cases for something like this that is not just about you know, oh no, AI is coming for us and AI is going to replace everything. But, you know, AI could be a useful tool in a lot of ways too. And I think we have to think about that. And as I will say, and I say this all the time to composers, if you are afraid of AI, then you're not composing enough. An AI is never going to affect me and my composing. I am a composer and I am, I'm going to do what I do. And I'm, my brain's going to think of something different tomorrow than it thought of today. And so if you're an AI trying to keep up with me, you better 
you better get a hopping because I'm, I'm not going to be that easy to copy. Art is in the house. What's up, Art? How are you doing? Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Shane says, seems interesting. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, we did talk about this in our mastermind. And folks, you should get into our next mastermind. We have so much fun in there. I really enjoy that every week. Actunify is in the house. Hello, Actunify. All right, well, it is time. And I mean this in the most show-like introduction way, but it's time to get it on because it's on. Sync versus microsync income. It's time to talk about it. Listen, the race has finally started. And, and I, I just talked about last week, I think, in a video that I wasn't seeing anywhere close to what I was making in stock music, microsite uh, licensing. But I started putting songs into sync libraries officially in late 2020 and early 2021. I found out about stock and microsync right after that and then started to put all the songs that I knew I wasn't going to put in sync into those non-exclusive libraries. You know my story. Now, since then, it's been a pretty one-sided affair as far as income with, I'd say, consistent money. I have to say it's pretty consistent from stock libraries uh, as early as March of 2021. Uh, I started to be able to count on income every month from stock music from microsites like SongTrader. I knew that sync would be a long game. It just is. It's, it takes a long time to get their stuff into the libraries. It takes a long while for them to get accepted. It takes a long time for them to get ingested. It takes a long time for clients to find them. It takes a long time for clients to use them. And it takes a long time to make sure they file to cue sheets. It takes a long time for it to get back to PROs. It takes a long time for PROs to pay you. It is a long game. That was a long explanation. If you think the explanation was long, you should live in the world. Unless, of course, you are doing direct syncs and getting paid up front directly from a music buyer of some kind. And what's funny is I still, I still obviously believe in stock music and in non-exclusive music in all forms. I did a video just this past week about a case for stock and a case for microsync and stuff like that. I think there is a use for it for my redheaded stepchildren that are not going to go to sync, but they got to go somewhere. And I get songs used every week that are used from, you know, I made them up 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and I made recordings. Those, those songs got a use. One of those songs got a use last week. You just never know what could make you five bucks or 10 bucks or 20 bucks. And folks, I don't know about you, but I'll take that two to 300 bucks a month. Thank you. And I'll pay my car payment with it. And to me, that is something to have. Those songs are probably not going to be pitched to single stuff. So it doesn't matter. They might as well be used somewhere. So I, I hope a good portion of my songs and my income continue to come from non-exclusive music. And, and when I say non-exclusive music, I don't only mean stock and microsync. I mean uh, non-exclusive deals I make myself with libraries. A few few comments here that are interesting. Andreas is in the house. Hello, Andreas. Uh, Wolfgang says, if a singer is dead, like Michael Jackson, also his talent is gone and no one should make an artificial copy of the singer. Maybe, maybe. Um, that's a that's a hot take from um, from Wolfgang. I, I happen to think that I think my dad would want me if I could to continue to um, put his voice out there if I could. He he would be flattered by that. He he always loved when I uh, did recordings of him. So I don't know about that. And uh, Art says the more tracks you have, the better on sync licensing for sure. Bjornar says, I need to look into song trader, but you know, 80-20 rule. Well, here's the deal with the 80-20 rule. I totally get what you're saying about the 80-20 rule. I, I agree with this. And I am not going to spend 80% of my time making stock music. That's just not what I'm going to do. And I know from Bjornar, from your site lately, neither are you. Um, I spend uh, most of my time creating music and then it goes where it goes. And so I have to have some other outlets for songs that are not just putting on Spotify and that are not going to sync. There's got to be a, another way they can make me money. And I find that MicroSync does. Actunify says, what's the difference between composed and generated music, especially instrumentals? What about an AI generated playlist as a DJ? What's the actual value of a human artist? Well, 
this is taking a completely different turn from what I want to talk about today. So look back in the news if you're just joining us here because I talked about AI in the news and so that's what we're talking about. We could go on and on about that, but I want to stay on topic here. Uh, I want to stay in non-exclusive stuff and also do non-exclusive deals where I keep all my publishing and all the sync fees. When you work with an exclusive library and they take the songs in perpetuity and they take half the publishing, they take half the sync and or more, it can get, uh, you can not make as much, but you can, you can, it's much more, it's, it's much more passive and we all love that passive income. But I have to say, at least on my part, the exclusive library side is getting real, y'all. It's, I made a little off PRO over the past couple of years since I got started in stock and sync. But in 2023, sync fees are starting to come in. It's not pouring in, but neither is stock for that matter. So let's talk about the change that's happening here. Here's what I can say. Last year in stock in microsync, I made a total of a little over $3,000 in 2022. That was after purposely focusing less on stock music and making it than I did in 2021. Uh, the 80-20 rule, I said, this is a lot of work that is not making me as much money as other things. So I stopped making as much and my, my, my stuff went down, but I still made like three grand. Was, I had made like 45 or 5,000 the year before, and I made 3,000 last year. And uh, I, I, I focused on it less, but also Motion Array changed their pay structure. So, uh, and everyone listening grumbles who's in Motion Array. But yes, uh, I maybe received 100 or less from stock and PRO's incomes in that same year. So $3,000 in stock and microsync to only about a hundred bucks in sync in 2022. That's just the hard reality. That's like 30 to one in favor of stock income. Now, here's the difference this year. looks about the same as far as stock and microsync, but content ID continues to help that stay consistent. And I'm having the best year ever on Pond5 for some reason. But with the checks that have come in from libraries, upfront sync stuff, uh, which is, by the way, if anyone says sync is upfront, they are not, <laughs> they are not uh, understanding how sync works because only when you make the personal deal with a, with a music buyer do you get an upfront check. But uh, sync fees don't necessarily come up front, but they do come in. And I'm starting to see those sync fees come in. I got a check this week, three-figure check. And then I have income coming in from the PRO side. And suddenly, with my 2023 checks and PRO, it's not quite as lopsided. Now, there will be another BMI distribution this year, and I may even see more sync fee payments, so this could even improve more. But I have a feeling it's going to be about these numbers I'm about to say. Um, I even surprised some song partners this, this week with some money from sync fees. I think one response was something like, what, 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 there's money? Because uh, uh, I've been promising for years as we've been developing this with partners and co-writers that there was going to be money coming in for them on the sync side uh, as well as the PRO side. So they are, they are pretty shocked to see money actually come in. But hey, proof of concept. If you can prove that you can do this, you can find investors in this kind of thing. So right now, with my income this year, which is uh, trending about the same as last year as far as stock and microsync, and content ID. I am making about 70% microsync income to about 30% sync income. If I just pull all licensing incomes together, it's 70-30 stock. That's still unbalanced, but it's way higher than 30 to 1. So uh, I don't know what percentage 30 to 1 is, but I know it's not 70-30. So uh, it's trending in the right direction. And what is funny is that I have a new focus coming up on non-exclusive pitching and catching directly to and from buyers rather than going through libraries. I want to do some of that to um, sync agents and do direct deals. So that might bring a third stream, although technically if I get a direct sync, it's still a sync. So that would go in the sync category. So I could 
really throw all of this in sync's favor if I get hustling and go out and get my own sync licenses and straight from music buyers. Uh, now remember, I count a lot of things inside non-exclusive income. I count sheet music is one of the things I count in non-exclusive income because I can put that in many libraries. So sheet music is one of those things. Song Trader is one of the things that uh, is not a stock music licensing site per se. It is a licensing. You can get stuff licensed there, but it's more the monetization stuff that I get from uh, having stuff used, which I guess is still licensing of some kind. And that's totally non-exclusive. So I can put all my non-exclusive stuff into Song Trader and make money there. And I've made three to $500 with that a year, which is not much. But again, we're, we're talking about a bottom monthly line here. And I keep a watch on all that kind of stuff. Oh, and by the way, speaking of keeping a watch on that, I'm going to be including a Excel sheet with my course. Uh, that will, like I keep, I keep an Excel sheet of all the libraries and how much I make each month from each one so I can keep an eye on how it's moving up. That is something that I think is interesting and I'm, I'm going to be including that in the course. And now I have a uh, an Excel sheet for sync income. Finally, I have one for sync income and see what months I was paid uh, upfronts and, or sync fees and what months I was paid PRO and things like that. I keep my PRO in a separate spreadsheet. I got a lot of spreadsheets. Uh, Wolfgang says, for me, sync licensing gives me about 15% of my total music income and 85% comes from non-exclusive micro stock sites. Interesting, okay. So for Wolfgang, it's, it's 85, 15. Uh, as far as his split, mine is 70-30 right now. But that's just from licensing. And I have other music incomes, including teaching, including my client work, including my own music uh, sales and things like that. So I, I don't know where licensing itself falls in, probably in the 5 to 10% range. So that uh, licensing itself is still is growing, but it's still probably lucky to be 10% of my yearly income. And I hope, of course, we all hope that licensing can turn into 100% or at least, uh, I, you know what? I have never met anybody, even when I interview the people like Jesse, when I interview people like Clint from Clint Music, when I interview Dave Croft, Dave will easily tell you that um, if he's lucky, and Dave really is involved in a lot of production music, it, it's 30, 40, 50% of his income, not 80, not 90. And I, Clint will tell you the same thing that his, I think he's told me 70 in our interview. His was about 60 or 70%, maybe 60%. Um, even Jesse will tell you that other incomes um, make up his income. But let's continue to talk about non-exclusive income. I am really trying to focus on growing sheet music. I think it's the new frontier at least for me, because I, I do a lot of classical music, a lot of piano music, a lot of holiday music, a lot of uh, orchestral or classical things. So I, I think that um, is one of those music things that has been democratized, where everybody can play now. It didn't used to be the case. Sheet music sales are not only in the hands of the publisher like they used to be. You used to have to be published to publish sheet music. And now anybody can self-publish their own sheet music now. And so remember, I do a lot of arrangements. I do a lot of public domain songs, hymns, holiday. Um, but I am finding the nooks and crannies in ex non-exclusive music that other people kind of ignore, to be honest with you. And I make money there. So I think that non-exclusive income is still going to be a big part of my life, whether it's on stock, microsite, libraries, and stuff like that. Uh, Shane says, even Dave Croft's interview with Venus Theory, they talked about how they don't know how anybody makes a living off of licensing. There you go. I mean, I do know one guy that is in my Discord, and he, he asked to remain anonymous, but he's in our, our, our Discord. And if you're in our Discord, you know who I'm talking about. But he makes multiple six figures, not like 100,000, but like probably two to 300,000 in licensing. But like I said earlier, he has 2,000 plus songs out. He does trailers. He does direct deals. He has multiple libraries. He is with big, huge libraries. I mean, I'm not going to mention them, but they are big, the biggies. And he has over 2,000 tracks spread across libraries. 
That's how you make six figures. That's how you make, and, and yeah, you could wake up that then and only do music all day if you want to. I think for me, licensing may not ever get past 40 or 50% of what I do because I have other interests, you know, and uh, I like teaching and I do like, I, I have really enjoyed making this course. And I know Dave Croft is the same way. He likes teaching. Venus Theory teaches a lot of stuff on his site. And I just don't understand how uh, a lot of people make a full living on it. And, and you will find that even people who talk about licensing have their own site, like me. You, you know? disappoint me. Yes, me too, my friend. So, uh, you know, we all have our own things that we do. I do enjoy teaching. I do enjoy uh, making these courses, and I, I will be doing more of that. Uh, Excalibur Zero is in the house. Hey, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Great advice. It's possible sync is a majority of revenue as well, but it took thousands of tracks to get full time. Absolutely. That's, the, that's what I just said. I think you've got to have uh, 2,000 plus tracks uh, to, to be at a six-figure mark. That's, that's the number. Uh, you'll hear some people say 1,000 plus will get you there. But uh, I know from being at, at, you know, approaching 200 only, that's not going to get you there. Uh, Bjornar says, someone here I know in Norway also licensed music for trailers and big movie studios. I know who it is, but he definitely earns a living, uh, even living in an expensive country as Norway. Eric is in the house and says, I have been doing all exclusive licensing and not any micro or non-exclusive. I am not at all full-time income yet, but I can see how it might be possible. Yeah, I can see how it might be possible. If I was full-time able to make music, and the problem here is this, folks. We've got to have music being made that makes us passive income. And then we've got to go from that passive income back in to making more music. That passive income pays for us to only make music income. You gotta get to that circle. The problem is we we all don't have circles. We have squares and we have um, octagons and we have make music, go to work, come home, maybe make a little bit more music, find libraries, try to get here, try to get there, do this other thing, and then try to make music again. And we'll never be in that perfect circle of making music and then making music income and then making more music and then making music income that pays for us to make more music income. Actually, I talk about that down here because it, that's the grand plan for me. Create music, earn passive income, and that pays me more so I can create more music that earns passive income. And you get the idea. So uh, yeah, that is my next point here. I think there is hope for sync, just like Eric was saying. I think there is absolutely hope. Um, I don't look at sync as the great white hope, like it's going to be the thing, the big money at the end of the rainbow that's going to make me rich. I think when we all got into this, all into sync, we all thought that it was going to be that. It was going to be, oh, well, this is the next thing. And I do believe that sync is an ignored thing from a lot of artists. Yeah, I, I still have 18, 19 year olds coming in and think they're going to be rap stars and they're going to make billions on Spotify. And I tell them you could make more if you made great rap tunes and pitched them for t for TV and for advertising. Well, maybe not advertising, but for television shows and for film. That's where you could make the big money these days on uh, on your rap and on your hip hop music. But I've been doing many things for sync libraries, including three albums I'm working on right now. And what I do know is the more I put in, the more I'm going to make. It's an investment strategy. This goes for almost anything you do, really. But I, I see hope for sync to become a nice passive income along with all my other passive incomes and active incomes. The hope, the goal, the grand plan that I have. That was the wrong sound effect. But the grand plan I have is to create music, earn passive income, and then just have this big circle going on. And as far as which one wins, well, may the best income win as far as I'm concerned. Wolfgang says, I hope that sync is getting better, but I'm not sure now how AI will destroy this hope. I, I, I don't think AI is going to destroy. I think we underestimate the human connection between music supervisor and music and between music buyer and another human that's going to provide them something. Marty says, it's nice to know that 175 tracks out in the wild is what will start to generate sync income. I'm currently at about 60. 
Yeah, and and to be honest, 80-20 rule, probably only uh, 25% of those 150 to 200 are the ones that are generating income right now. But uh, some of them just haven't been discovered yet. And, and, you know, the there are people, and I have a conversation coming up with someone soon here on this channel that will tell us we are all fools for just throwing them into music libraries and hoping somebody finds them. We should be going directly to music buyers and and making the deals. Now, as you know, that kind of disrupts my whole circle of making music and then making passive income that pays for me to make more music and then may, pays for me to make more music and passive income and music and passive income. But uh, that means I got to be hustling. That means I got to be going to conferences. That means I got to go be meeting people. I may not be in that part of my life, folks. Um, I might be getting to passive income that doesn't come from music here very soon. Um, Excalibur Zero says, you're doing it well, man. Love seeing you share the entire journey and being transparent. I haven't started micro licensing, but I've learned a lot from your content along the way. Well, man, thank you so much. I'm glad. Glad to have you here. And thanks so much for those comments. Um, so everyone says sync is the real deal and stock is a joke, but uh, not the people who are making 20 to 50 grand a year in art list, not the people who are making a thousand to three thousand or five thousand dollars in one month at Motion Array, or the people who are making thousands of months on Envato Elements if you're lucky to have been invited to Envato Elements. So that is a thing still. Just because you're not making any money in micro licensing, it, it doesn't mean it can't be made. And just because someone else is making six figures in sync licensing, it doesn't mean that you're going to jump in and make six figures in sync licensing. We all um, are, are on a different path, and I'm in a, on a different path. But at least in my world, the whole point about today's video is that the tide is turning. It's, it's changing. Sync is on the rise as an income stream, which is actually, I mean, <laughs> a couple of years ago, there was zero coming from it as I was putting stuff into libraries last year, maybe a few bucks on a BMI statement here and there. But this year, three or four different Sync library payments, three-figure payments that uh, came to me and then go to some of my partners or co-writers. And then, of course, BMI uh, stuff for placements in Germany and Spain and gosh, uh, lots of places, uh, the, the UK and uh, even Hulu. So stuff is happening on the sync side and it's just going to be a matter of getting this Christmas one in so that uh, when the writer strike is over and they're producing like crazy over the next, you got you to gotta think, folks, we are in a um, weird time where we have this writer strike going on and there's going to be a lot of shows that are going to be trying to crank out material really fast for Christmas in a different year than usual because they haven't been working for the past three months and creating all the stuff for Christmas. So we might have a little extra Christmas music time. So I want to get this Christmas library in so maybe it can get used this this season. But all of those, Christmas is the gift that keeps on giving uh, as far as music is concerned. Every year people go back to the same Christmas songs that they used last year or they look for Christmas songs. And if you have them, every year you've got Christmas. But a lot of people think that stock will be eaten alive by AI. I don't think so. I just, I think still there are going to be people creating new music. Uh, yeah, stock might be able to recreate some original tune, but there's going to be original arrangements being made by me and others of Christmas songs and different things. And, um, you know, AI is just like more competition. Fine, bring it on. If you're afraid of composition, competition, then... Uh, or composition, uh, you're you're going to be like hamstrung your whole life. You got to get to work. I, I tell this to my students all the time. They're like, I'm gonna. One one student came. She she said, I'm coming after you, old man. I'm like, bring it. If you show me that you're gonna spend the next thirty years working as hard as I have, then I'll I'll believe it then. But not many people do that. Not many people work as hard. And I think AI is that same thing. I'm gonna stay ahead of AI because I work like a dog. And I, I, I kill it working and putting music into stuff. And I have 25, 50 songs going at a time in production. I have a tracking session in Nashville next week. I have three albums going on right now. And I have f many albums lined up after that. This is not a humble or any kind of brag. This is a I get to work. It goes back to the Bach quote. Bach said, 
the famous composer, uh, classical composer, one of his famous quotes is, you may think I'm talented. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. You may think I'm talented, but it's only because I was, I worked my butt off and I had to be industrious. And anyone who is just as industrious as me will do just as well. And I think that is probably the most true quote in music. Uh, Marty says, creating relationships with directors and producers and soups is a good strategy. However, aiming for quote unquote additional composer on a TV series is probably the bigger goal. Okay. Uh, Wolfgang said, you said it, sync licensing is such a long-term thing. It really is. I think you got to look at sync licensing as a retirement plan. That's what I'm looking at it for. But I'm probably closer to retirement than most of you. <laughs> uh, Shane says, love your Christmas stuff. Would be able to write such uplifting tracks. Oh, thanks, Shane. That's coming from some uh, guy who can make some amazing sounding uh, music. And he makes some great work and he's in our mastermind and just every week shows us amazing stuff. Boniar says, I like your thoughts about AI and I hope you're right. You know what? Um, remember when they told us that that VR was going to be the next thing 30 years ago and then two years ago they said it's going to be the next thing and now Apple's trying to make it the next thing. They might actually make it the next thing. When they come up with these glasses that give me AI, give me AR and VR, I'll talk about it, but I'm not walking around with a ski mask on my head everywhere. Uh, Dice says, fire, yeah, there we go. Uh, Eric says, yeah, sync really seems like it's about building up your catalog and finding relationships. It just takes so long and is a crazy grind without much reward at first. That's why it's so difficult. Yeah, and it, it, at first it seems like, you know, it's it, you're just creating, because you know what? These sync libraries will take your music all day and you know how much they pay you? Usually nothing. Usually these sync libraries just say, we're giving you, and, and you think, hey, I got a deal. We're, we're so excited. We've been waiting for a deal our whole life. I've been waiting for a publishing deal since I was 15 years old. And finally I got one three or four years ago. And that alone seemed like the win. And, and uh, the music I had made, I made on my own dime or with clients or with partners. And so I had to get that out. You know, so it, it's... It's not easy. It's expensive. It's uh, you got to make a lot of it, and you got to usually make it on your own dime. Now it's getting to the point, and I will tell you this little tidbit about licensing, where I am having people that are in these libraries now come to me for specific things, and here's the here's the big one: they are paying me up front to do sessions, the to pay players to play vocalists for things. You can get to a place where. Um, your libraries and the companies that you're working with get to know you as someone they can depend on to create music. And then they come to you and it becomes less about pitching all day and more about catching. And I think that is, I didn't make this up and you'll hear this in a few weeks because the person who, who taught it to me uh, is going to be on my podcast. But when you can catch sinks, when you can catch opportunities to put stuff out, to me, that is the real big win, not the Oh, I'm pitching to another library. I hope I get in. I'm pitching the art list. I hope I get in. I'm pitching over here. I hope I get in. Yeah, it'd be great to get in. But getting in doesn't mean anything until you get songs in there working, making you income. And then the circle starts where the passive income's coming in. And eventually, hopefully, enough of that comes in that you can focus more on producing more because you got to have time to produce it. And you got to have the money coming in to spend if you have to do any overdubs or you need to hire vocalists or you need to hire players and stuff like that. But uh, so at least in my world, the tide is kind of turning. Uh, I will always believe, getting back to the AI thing, that good music is going to be made by talented humans. And I think that music will always win. I'm I'm working next week with, with four amazing players and an amazing engineer next week in Nashville on three of the Christmas tunes I have that I've already orchestrated and kind of laid out, and then they're going to add to that. That is going to be high quality. That is going to be quality that people can't say no to. And I think that's one of the that's one of the tenets of my entire career is you have to make music that people cannot say no to. And so uh, all of that stuff, and, and you always win. You win on Spotify. You win on Pond5. You win on YouTube. You win in a BMG library. You win 
on straight talking to a music supervisor. You win with a sync agent. You win if you have a lot of good, high-quality material. So uh, Gideon is in the house. Gideon says, sync pays slow. Stock music pays fast. I earned a four to five figure income from stock, but a three income from sync since the pandemic. That's the reality so far. Right. Uh, me too. That's about exactly where I am, Gideon. A four, in, four figure income yearly from stock and a three figure income from sync. And then a six figure income from all the other jobs that I do, including client work and teaching and all that kind of stuff. And I know many people who watch this podcast who are at that place in their life. But that is the reality. Um, again, I think, and I will be intrigued to watch the results of the whole adventure. This is all an adventure, folks, trying to figure out how we can make our life work with music and how make music work with our life and become music income. It's all about making music income as far as this channel. And that's what we kind of talk about. I hope you're enjoying watching this. I do have one thing about if is a piece of your mail that I got because this is a question I continue to get. And so I want to share it. This is from just a user on, on my content ID income with identify video, which if you're wondering about um, how to get into content ID and make the back end of stock. And by the way, if you're not in I identify or, or some uh, content ID collector, then you're missing out on half of the income you could be making with stock and microsync music. You've got to be tied in with content ID. Anyone who is not and is making hundreds or thousands of dollars in stock music and is not also tied in with content ID, I think that's just foolish. It's like being in sync licensing and not being part of a PRO. It makes no sense. But um, <clears throat> this user says, hi, I'm very new to this. Now I want to upload my songs to Identify, but I don't have a record label. Can you give me some guidance? And I said, you don't need a record label to upload to Identify, but you do need music already on stock libraries that they think might be used on YouTube, which is primarily where they collect from. And he said, thank you, or they said, thank you. My song is already on Pond5 now. Should I put that song in the record label at Identify. So I think what he's talking about is there is a place to put what record label is. And that's a that's an optional thing and means nothing uh, to Identify. What means something to Identify is that they have a copy of the song to test it against across YouTube to see if you've anybody is using your music. And then what the song is called and, and how they can pay you and stuff like that. There's only a few things you have to fill out that are absolutely necessary. I don't even believe that ISRC is absolutely necessary, although um, I did see a great video recently on uh, Rick Beato's channel, did a great thing about all the different identifiers. If you haven't seen that video, I'll try to remember to put that in the comments below. Great video. But as far as identify, some people have asked me, should they be an identify? And they, they, they don't really have any music on libraries yet. So to me, uh, I think even people on Spotify, if people can uh, download your music on YouTube Music, for say, which is different. I don't think Content ID collects from YouTube Music because YouTube Music is more like a, um, a, a like a Spotify. So Content ID does not collect from from that. They collect from videos that people are using music behind their video and, and that are getting views. But if you have your people could download your music off of YouTube Music somehow and, and our Spotify and use it behind their videos. So I think content ID is just a smart strategy overall. And I would suggest it for sure. If you are going to uh, be putting music out there these days, I think that we are absolutely in a place where you've got to have content ID going on. Andreas says, hey, Eric, appreciate you and everyone's transparency. Here's mine. $6,000 last year on stock sites. That's, a, that's pretty great. So far, nothing from sync, but only one year and 50 tracks in. Those numbers are going to change sooner or later. Yeah, that's kind of the point of this whole video today. The whole point of this video is that stock is easy to, to make money in immediately. Like uh, somebody said, you can you can be making money in a month on on something. If, if you're lucky enough to, you can join Pond5 pretty quickly. And if you're lucky enough to get a download, you can make five bucks or 10 bucks or something like that really fast. Whereas it could take a year to make five bucks from uh, BMI, from uh, something that gets in the library 
uh, or gets even played on television. It's just such a long game. So I would urge you to continue to increase those, um, those sync tracks and those libraries because that's what's more quantity and quality or quality and quantity. You gotta have both. But um, the more that you're going to put in, the more that you're going to make. That's just the way it goes. Um, Eric says, I have had much more success making music that my libraries need in the moment rather than making music that I like and then hoping it gets played sometime in the future. Yeah, I see that. I, and I, I don't disagree with that. Personally, I try to walk a line in the middle where I go to my library and say, here's an album I'd like to make. What do you think? And he says, show me a few songs. And I will show them a few songs and they'll say, yeah, go for it. And so that's kind of my focus about this. Um, so I, I think that uh, you're absolutely right. And even better, if you can get a music supervisor or sync agent that is working with you and you can share your music with them as you develop new stuff that wasn't asked for and see if they've got a use for it. I know people who absolutely make six figures in sync with no libraries. No libraries. That video is coming up soon as Eric gets time to edit it. But Eric has a lot of things he does. So Andrea says about AI, two ways how technology is creating music, layering pre-existing loops, chops, for example, splice, that's going to happen. Creating sounds by itself, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Well, um, in a lot of ways, splice and all that technology. Jeez, uh, I remember the first time I saw Melodyne do chords. I thought it was alien technology. And uh, so we're, we're having all sorts of stuff happen that are good tools. And I have used uh, those, those tools like Melodyne to, to make sure someone's album comes out right and all of that. But all right, folks. Well, that's probably all I got. If you have any more questions, thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out today. Make sure if you guys are here and you haven't been here before to subscribe and come back and be with us in our other podcasts. I always do them live. It's more fun to do them live. And so um, usually try to do it on Fridays or Mondays, one of the two, and the podcast audio version because I'm going to have to go through and edit this thing because I'm all over the place today. So I will edit this and then put up a podcast that is, is much more listenable than what I have been doing today. But thanks for all the comments today. I will just make one more pitch for you to go and take a look at the new stock market course. And you can find a free, you can find a direct link to it for free if you go over to uh, makemusicincome.com slash free. Take a look at my course. See what you think. It's it's my first course, and I have really had a, a lot of fun making it. But thanks to everybody who's here. Appreciate you hanging out, and I uh, hope this was fire for you and that you, uh, you found out some things. And, and I'll finish with that. Have a great weekend, guys. See you later.